everyone, this is Mike Brown here. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? Darkside here for another quick little episode of the Moto X Pod Show. Uh, this is going to be a real shortened version. I wasn't even going to do a show tonight, but our buddy Hal Simpson reached out to me uh, about an upcoming school at South Central put on by factory mechanic Travis Souls and Weston Pike's going to be there. They're going to talk about and teach you guys how to work on your bikes and some riding techniques, a lot of stuff. I want to get them on, talk about it. So, uh, Scotty's not in tonight, DJ TJ's on the road, but uh, I do want to thank our title sponsor, A Cherubies USA, which you guys know for decades, A Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories, with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. A Cherubies has what you need. Visit acherubiesusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440. Let Brian Fullerton and Talon know that you guys listen to the Moto X Pod Show and you appreciate their support. Of course, X-Brand Goggles on board, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing for UWP sus- Suspension Guys like Hal, uh, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, as well as Williams Moto Works for uh, in your engine mods you want to get. Check those guys out. Support our sponsors. It's a big deal to us. But yeah, like I said, Travis Sewell is coming up here shortly. He has wrenched for Weston Pike, Chad Reed, uh, Kyle Peters, numerous others. We're going to talk about all the guy, uh, Dakota Tedder, everybody that he's helped out. And we're going to talk to Weston Pike just a little bit and see what he's got going on, what he's been up to. Uh, like I said, short show, probably nothing next week for Thanksgiving. And we'll figure the week out after that. I do want to announce our Blood Lubricants winner for the, the wheelie pictures on Instagram. And that is at Beers Boobs Brap as Ryan, he's the winner of the blood lubricants. So I will send you a direct message on Instagram. But if you guys, if you hear this before I do that, then send me your email, uh, email show at Gmail, email your address. I need all that so I can ship it out. All the winners from last week, got some stuff shipped out. Didn't get everything out. Been a pretty hectic week, but I will get the stickers out. Um, Nick, I'll get your shock socks on the way to Australia pretty soon. So, yeah, appreciate everybody. Please go to Patreon and support as much as you can. Supercross is coming up. Hopefully, another month and a half or so, we're going to start building that budget so we can make a bunch of the races, maybe most of them, hang out. You know, they're, we may be in some of these cities for a little bit of time. So, any support you guys can give us means the world. Patreon.com, support the Moto Xpod show. Tell your friends, follow us on YouTube, subscribe, follow all our social media. All that stuff matters. Uh, I think other than that, I'm just going to, Go into a couple commercial breaks, and we'll be back with Travis Sewells. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. 
All you got to do is go to AcheribeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks. The number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you, too, can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at 
T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race motocross, off-road, cross-country, UTVs, sprint cars, it does not matter. Blood Lubricant makes an oil for you. Visit bloodlubricants.com, use promo code MOTOX, and of course, we always want to beat Chris Kiefer on his sales, so use that promo code. But tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us factory mechanic Travis Sewells. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? Doing good, dude. Uh, really stoked to get a chance to uh, talk to you. I'm glad that Hal reached out. He is He's a good dude and uh, hooks us up sometimes with some guys that we haven't maybe talked to before. Yeah, he's an excellent guy. I actually got the opportunity to work with him at one of the Supercrosses this year, and he was he was excellent. He was a lot of help and good guy. I still talk to him about once a week. So. Yeah, he's. I, I, I told you, I think, in text, I like to bust his balls because we have become really good buddies. And I don't know that there is anybody minus a factory rider that has a bike more factory than Hal Simpson. I was actually, he just posted something on his Instagram the other day about on his KTM, and I was like, does that thing have a full tie kit and everything on it? I oh, was yeah. I open it out, and it looks, it looks pretty legit. Yeah, it does. And he, at one point, I think he had three of them. And, dude, he spends so much time, like, polishing and, like, detailing and breaking them down. And, man, he has a passion for the detail of that stuff. That's probably that military background. But I love giving him oh, shit because yeah. he, he rarely ever rides, but the bike looks like, I mean, definitely, you know, Cooper Webb could come borrow that if he needed to and probably wouldn't know the difference. Oh, for, for sure. <laughs> well, that's, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, for myself, riding. I mean, if you can't be fast, you got to look fast. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my buddies always tell me, <laughs> I'll show and no go. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Travis, let's get a little bit of your background, man. I was doing some research, and it sounds like you kind of grew up in a family that rode a little bit. But tell us a little bit about how you got started, and we'll get into the mechanic stuff. Yeah, I mean, I um, actually didn't ride a dirt bike until I turned 16, and second time riding a dirt bike, broke my tib and fib, and told my family I was never going to ride again, and obviously that didn't work. Um, I think I rode probably six or seven years. First five years, I broke something major every year. Jeez. <laughs> figured, out I wasn't, figured out I wasn't that good. I mean, I wasn't scared, but I wasn't good, and that's not a good combination on a dirt bike. True. So uh, I had always been doing my own maintenance and stuff, so I just kind of turned the page on the riding career and went more into to building bikes. And were you always pretty mechanically inclined? Yeah, I was always pretty mechanically inclined. I mean, obviously I didn't know, I thought I knew a lot until I moved to California and started working on a professional race team. Then you find out you really don't know Dick. But, <laughs> yeah. um, was that scary? Like the first time I, I oh, guess you started with Tedder, correct? Yep. Started with Tedder and it was, it was super intimidating. I mean, you go from, you, you know, you got, you're riding your own bikes and, you know, working on a couple of your buddies and then, here you are building, and with Tedders, too, they always had the best equipment that money could buy for their bikes. Sure. So, I mean, coming coming in off the street, you're basically working on a, it's close to factory that money can buy bike, and, I mean, it's it's intimidating. So, you worked in some shops, it sounds like, for a little bit. Um, did you, with what you were doing before you got with Tedder, was it, like, mainly street? Was it a little bit, like, four-wheelers? What what were you focusing on, mainly? Um. So, I, I basically... Um, I went to school as a small or a power sports technology, so it was basically anything from an ice auger up to a road bike. Oh wow! So I uh, actually owned my own shop in Minnesota out of out of a garage there, a big a Morton building that I had, and um, it was good. I mean, I worked on on everything. I mean, water water sports to snowmobiles to anything, but my passion was always dirt bikes. 
So then, how, what was the connection with Tedder? How did you, you know, I, I read that you, you you were calling or maybe you got him a resume and you were calling like day in and day out or a couple times a week. I don't remember exactly how you worded it, but how yeah. did you make that connection and then how'd they reach out to you? Well, the, the crazy part was, is so I was sitting there and I don't know if they still do this on RacerX or not, but they, they posted a, um, um, that Tedder needed a job. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out here. I mean, I, I'm pretty set here in Minnesota. I really, you know, I, I don't even know that I could do that. You know, that's, it's what I've always wanted to do, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get a hold of them and ended up flying out talking to Damon there and he offered me a job and just went with it. Man, that, yeah, you know, Mathis has talked about this a lot. Like you have to have that to do what you did and be successful, especially as a mechanic, you have to be willing to uproot everything, go all in, probably make very little money. You know, he talks about sleeping on a garage floor for a while and just you do what oh, it yeah. takes. That, yeah. How many people come to you on a race weekend and say, hey, how do I get into this? I, you would, there's a lot of guys that do it, and I said, you can't do it for the show. you got to do it because you love working on dirt bikes because there's only a select few that make a lot of money being a mechanic. I mean, sure. I do it because I'm personally, I love the sport, and I'm, I'm dedicated to it. And, you know, for, for me to come from a small-town Minnesota kid, to just screw it, I'm leaving, I'm going to chase this dream and just basically put my head down and there was nobody going to stop me, whether it took a year or 10 years, it, it was going to happen. Yeah, that, it takes that drive to be successful. And, you know, yep. with, with what I'm doing, I have a lot of friends and people are like, oh, you should, you know, move out West Coast or whatever where the industry is and be more involved. And I don't have that. Like, I, I cannot uproot. I have a family and, you know, and I'm yep. older and, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm scared, to be honest. I'm too scared to oh, make yeah. that leap. I'm, I'm telling you, hands on, that was the scariest thing I ever did. I, I drove out there in a truck, a couple tools, and <laughs> stayed in a hotel for a week and a half. Didn't know one single person there. Didn't even know how to get to Walmart. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I was California is scary, especially, I mean, coming from a small town. I mean, I was in over my head for sure. I, I contemplated leaving a couple times like the first week, and I'm like, nope, you came out here for a reason. Just stay and just do it. I was about to ask you, well, first thing I want to ask is once you got there and you realized you maybe didn't know everything you thought you knew, how was the Tedder family? Were they understanding? Were they were they like, oh, maybe we made a mistake? How'd that work? No, the, the Tedder family is great. I still talk to them from time to time. I've uh, worked for them here on and off a couple times. And, I mean, Damon Conkright, he'll probably agree with me on this one if he's listening at all, but he didn't make it easy for me. I can tell you that. <laughs> how so? <laughs> but, I mean, he's. But he's had to he's had to deal with a lot of guys coming in, you know, guys that can't even put air in their tire. I mean, okay. they're willing to hire anybody as long as you're willing to work. And I mean, you obviously have to have somewhat of a brain if you're going to be working on somebody's bike and have their life in your hands. Yeah, that's and, a big uh, part of it. Just, it's it was just it was huge, and there was a couple things that we had butt heads on, but then we you know we became actually really good friends. So. So, but I, I can still remember my first week there. He was like, I don't, I don't really want you to touch the bike. Just, just clean the shop or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> I drove all the way out here to clean the shop, <laughs> you know, but I, I got it. I mean, everybody had to start somewhere. And sure. If, if there was somebody that was going to break me and send me home, it was him and he didn't do it. So. <laughs> wow, man. That's yeah. That's, and he stuck around. And then, so you yep. mentioned, you know, the first week, maybe considering uh, loading up and going back home, like over the next yep. say year, year and a half. Once you really started getting into the flow of things, and was there ever a time where it was like, okay, this is way too many hours, and you almost considered bailing again, or were you all in at that point? No, I was all in, and the thing that was good for me is I've always been a hard worker, and I don't care, I don't care how many hours I'm working, and it, it actually helped me, one, 
learn a lot of stuff about a dirt bike and two, not miss my family back home. I was so oh, busy yeah. that I just, it was, it was something to help me keep my mind off of back home. Okay. So once, what, what happened from Tedder to the next team? Was that, uh, where'd you go RCH. next? RCH. So how'd that transition happen? How'd that come about? Um, I was at work one day and Kyle Bentley at RCH called me. He goes, Hey Travis, this is Kyle Bentley. And I, I had met him a couple times at races and stuff. I go, yeah, what's up? And he goes, you want to you wanna come work for us next year? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a dumb question, you know? Yeah. So he's like, well, when when can you come in for an interview and stuff? And I'm like, I mean, I you guys shops right down the road from us. I can be there in 10 minutes if you want me to be. So I go down there and go to hand him my, my resume, and he goes, you want the job, you got it. I don't even need to see your resume. I've been watching you and stuff like that. So that was cool. Nice. So then I'm driving back to Tedder's, and I'm scared, scared shitless to – to tell Damon that I took another job, you know? Sure. And he, he was pretty accepting. He, I mean, obviously at that point we had become pretty good friends. He didn't want to lose me cause he, you know, I got my work done and, but he also knew that he didn't want to hold me back as well. So I hear that a lot in this industry, you know, where got, where uh, like a privateer team has a rider and maybe even in the middle of the season, something, a fill and ride maybe comes up. And a lot of these team owners and managers really seem to understand that, Hey, we don't want to step in your way. There are big, there are bigger possibilities. That's really cool. Yep, and I mean the industry is so small that yeah. when 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 that chance comes, which it's very rare sometimes that it does, you you either got to go all in on that then, because that's the whole reason why you're there to begin with is to work for these factory teams and, yep. and work your way. You know, I I I wouldn't I couldn't have said no. I mean there was there was nothing in me that said it was the wrong idea. That's awesome. I I was talking. I've become pretty good friends with Derek Rankin. And, you know, he yep. was telling me this summer with Benny, the way the season was going, there was a moment where he was like, I'm done. He told Benny, he said that I'm done. I'm going back home. I'm getting a real job. You know, he had left Rocky yep. Mountain and kind of thought it was over. And then the star thing came about. And you just, yeah, you never know when, when you're a hard worker. Man, those, those, little, those small possibilities open up once in a while and they work out. Um, yeah. How was it working with Watson? Watson was fun. I, I got along with him pretty good. He's a trip every once in a while, but yeah. um, he, me and him, yeah, I've, I've got no problems with him. anything I ever needed. He got it done for me or found somebody to get it done for me and never had an issue with him at all. Kenny's fantastic, man. So I, I who, yeah, he's, he's who, a good dude. Who'd you wrench for at RCH? Who was your guy? Um, when I first went there, I was just doing the test bike stuff. Okay. And then Brock had gotten hurt. So they hired Weimer and I was working for Weimer at Tedder the year before. Yep. So, um, obviously, naturally, he comes over to RCH, and he's like, well, I want, you know, if I can, I'd rather have Travis work on my bike, if that's fine. We have that relationship, and so that was, that's who I worked for first at RCH, and then Brock Tickle for Supercross 2017, and then that's, that's the one and only podium we got for that year. Oh, wow, yeah, right on. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a couple of really good guys right there, Weimer, Tickle, uh, I mean, those guys you know, champions, right? I mean, that's pretty, yep. that's awesome, man. I mean, how'd that feel? To, yep. Did that feel like extra pressure for you? Or again, are you just one of those guys, it's, it's business as usual, doesn't matter? It's it's extra pressure, but I I mean, there's a lot of guys in the pitch you could ask this too about me. Like, I'm always double and triple checking stuff. And it's not <laughs> that, I, that I that I don't trust that it's right. Yeah. It's just, that's just how I am. I, I don't want to ever have to explain that I messed up and got somebody hurt. Yeah, that's, man, I, I'm not. I'm okay mechanic. I'm not a great mechanic. There's a lot of things. I just did my first bottom end ever, like recently, and that was with yep. help from somebody. So I could never probably do what you do. But that would be the 
nerve wracking. I mean, every time they oh, go and out. And it is. Yeah. It's just, and that's why I just, I always had a routine that every time before the bike went on the track, I checked everything that I possibly could just so I know when I'm standing down there, that's one less thing I have to worry about. Like the bike's not coming apart. Yeah. That's the, yeah. If you have that confidence, I guess that that's, <laughs> that's a big deal, obviously. Um, what is the one thing you like doing or look, you ha- you just don't look forward to? Like, is there one thing in the process of a race day or a week that you're like, oh, not this again? Like during a build or just anything, anything, maybe you know, it could be, uh, you know, tearing a motor down, just whatever. What's the, what's your least favorite thing to do as a mechanic? My least favorite thing to do. And it's just something small and tedious is rebuilding linkages. Like on a Cowie, they're nice because all the bearings are uh, caged. So none of the needles fall out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like on a Suzuki and a Honda and a Yamaha, everything comes apart. So like you have to take every little needle out, clean yep. all the little needles. <laughs> And then put it all back together. It's just, it doesn't take that long. It's not hard. It's just like every time I get to it, I'm just like, ugh. Tedious. <laughs> yeah. So I always just always had a couple backup ones where when I was doing a bike build, I'd put the fresh one on that was already built and bring the other one back with me home and just build it at the shop whenever I had time. Yeah. Man, there's so many things I don't like. I've got a 1990 YZ125 that I'm rebuilding. And it's yep. completely framed, and I'm looking at it going, like, I don't really know how this thing goes back together. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while, but I, I Every, just, everything comes up, everything comes apart a lot faster than it goes back oh, together. No doubt. And when I was doing that bottom end, I uh, split the cases, or my buddy split the cases, and, and there was these, you know, there was, uh, what do you call it, like lines inside, like, uh, I don't remember what you call them. Uh, it looked like defects, but it, I guess it's casting. Yeah, uh, yeah like a casting. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little nervous, and like I called Berluti and I called Goose to like and sent pictures. I was like, I don't, I'm scared that to put this thing back together because it's my 06 Honda that you know, like I said, it's it's a lot, it's old, it's 12 years old or whatever now, and and yep. and I was worried, but they they reassured me, and that thing's still holding together. But that that 06 Honda is my baby, so. Yeah, it's nerve wracking when you're doing stuff that you're, you know, not normally doing. Yes, know? yes, I was, I, I didn't love that at all. Um, all right, so after RCH, is that when JGR happens? Yep, after RCH. Well, after RCH, um, Supercross 17, there was talk that the team was possibly going under, mm-hmm. and Tedder he reached back out to me, Matt Tedder, the owner, and he goes, "Hey, I need you to come back and be Dakota's outdoor mechanic." And I'm like, "All right, you know, like, yeah, that'd be fine." Like, I. I don't let me go talk to Kyle Bentley and I went and talked to Kyle and I told him, Hey, this guy's willing to double my wage right now to just work outdoors. And he's like, you're stupid. Go (laughs) like, I don't want to lose you, but if you can make double your money, go. And then, so I went and did that for outdoor 17 with Dakota. And then I had been in, in J bones ear, that whole outdoor series. I I want a job there. I've always, I want to be at JGR. Like I I have to be there. I want to be there. What do we got to do? And he's like, well, we're full. You know, we don't have anything. You're on the list, which we're used to hearing, you know. Yeah. And one day I get the call from J-Bone asking when I can move out there and start working for them. And so then I went went there the end of 17 and then worked for Pike for 18. Yeah. How was that move to North Carolina? Was that – were you ready for that at that point to get out of Cali? I was because I, I never really liked Cali that much. Like, it's fun to go and visit now, but I – it wasn't – it never once felt home to me, and I was there like six years. Yep. And I just, I packed everything up in my truck in a trailer and drove it to North Carolina. And the first week I was there, it was more homey. There's trees. People are nicer. <laughs> I mean, I lived 
literally a quarter mile from the shop. Yeah. So in California, I was driving an hour and a half or two hours one way just to get to the shop. That's with pretty traffic good. traffic and everything. This, now I could run to work. Right, yeah. See, I, I was so, born in San Diego, so at heart, I'm a Cali guy. But I've been in yep. East Texas for 20 years, man. And, you know, Cali will always be home. I love being there, but I understand not really wanting to live there. I get it. That's It's a rat race for sure. Um, it's, yeah, it's a whole different a whole different world, really. Was working at JGR was that quite a bit different than the other teams? I mean, they seemed they had a different concept, especially when they first started. Something was kind of new. Everything in house, right? All the training, the track, everything right yep. there. Yep. That was a new everything concept. Was, How'd you like that? Yeah, I I actually really really enjoyed it. I I had you know been talking to J Bone a lot, so I was pretty you know getting pretty close with him, and the transition was easy. I mean, Good. the I moved there. It was the new bike, the new model bike, which I'd never touched. But, you know, the Suzuki's are pretty close year to year anyways. <laughs> yeah. So got in there. I was, I was comfortable enough building the bikes. I knew the works parts because a lot of the works parts went on to the new bike. Um, I knew pretty much everybody that worked there. So, I mean, it wasn't like – to me, it didn't feel like I was getting a new job. You know, like normally if you start a new job somewhere, you're all nervous to meet everybody and blah, blah, blah. This was like I just go in and you just go to work, you know. You know everybody and it's fun. Yeah, it seems like a, a really cool place, man. I was I like to talk to Bud Man a lot when he was there, and yep. Jay Bone's yep. always real friendly. And then Weston, you know, Weston gets this. Um, he has a persona of being like uh, the not the bad boy, but the tough guy, right? And the the you no, know, he doesn't. But he's such a nice <laughs> sweetheart when you get to know him, right? I oh, mean, he's, he's a he's a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah he. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, know him really well and he's he's probably one of my one of my best friends now and i i was honestly nervous nervous as hell to go and work for him right just you just always heard all the bad stuff you know like he seems like a dick and blah 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 and that guy took me in under his wing and he yeah he is just awesome yeah i really i was a little he was one of the people when i met the first time i was like oh this i'm a little nervous about talking to him but yeah he's always super friendly you know and and you know he's handling what happened to him really well for some. Like, that'd be a tough thing to go through. Obviously, life changing, and he still seems to have a really good attitude, at least outwardly. You know he does, and yeah, I like Weston a lot. I'm looking. We'll be talking to him here in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, yep. and we're gonna get to your school that you guys are putting on here shortly. Um, let me ask you about this. So you did you work with Tickle this year at Factory Yamaha? I did. So yeah, actually, uh, go ahead. I I had um. Moved home from JGR. I moved back to Minnesota after okay. Supercross of 19. Okay. When I, I worked with um, KP there, Cal yep. Peters. Peters. Moved home. I was over it. Just wasn't having fun anymore. After the whole Paris deal, I was kind of messed up after that, you know, and seeing one of your best friends hurt like that. And I just, I wasn't really having that much fun anymore. And figured everything was, you know, that's done. I'm, I'm in. I'm moving on. And then get a phone call from Chad Reed to come and work Supercross for him. You're obviously not going to say no to that. Right. <laughs> so I went and did Supercross with Chad for this year for 20, and then nothing came up after that. Didn't have anything for outdoors, and then Brock called me. He was riding for JGR at the, at the time, going to do outdoors for JGR. He's like, hey, I want you to come out, live with me, be my practice guy, my race guy. So we made that happen. Yamaha called. He got the, you know, the call from them, obviously, to go ride their bike. Yeah. He's like, dude, I feel bad. Like, I moved you all the way out here, and you're hanging out. I'm like, dude, do not say no to this. If, <laughs> if, if the deal's there, you got to take it. Like, I'm going to be fine, you know? Sure. So he 
he goes, well, I still want you to come to the races with me. I'm still going to fly you out to all the races, even just to hang out. He's like, I, I just want you around, need you around. I'm like, yep, yeah, not a problem. So we did the first couple rounds, and then um, some bad luck happened for one of the mechanics there, and I ended up getting a phone call from Jim Roach the next day, and he goes, hey, do you want to you wanna work for Brock the rest of the year? I said, yeah, that'd be all right. You know, it's a bike I've never even touched. I'd never touched a Yamaha in my life. He's like, all right, well, this is Monday. He goes, well, Wednesday we're going to fly you out. Thursday you're going to build a race bike. And I'm like, oh, hey. It's like starting all over. Oh, it was, I, that was probably, I was probably more nervous for that than my first day working at Tedder. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Because, I mean, you just, yeah, you just get thrown into a factory bike. And I I have to give huge, huge shout out to Billy Hartle, who is Barsha's mechanic. Uh-huh. Because I leaned on him so hard because I'm like, dude, I I don't know this bike. It's halfway tore apart already. He's like, ask me any question. I'll show you where everything goes. And he was he was a saint. That's nice, yeah, because I could see the guy yeah. being like, yeah, I'm not helping you, dude. Figure it out. No, he he was awesome. And, and me and Billy never, like, we had seen each other around, but we never really talked. And we got there, and we just we just became good buddies. And he never once was like, dude, come on, really? Like, that's yeah. a dumb question. He, he's like, this is, how, this is how I do it. And I'm like, well, that makes sense, you know? That's cool, man. I, I love hearing that. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. I keep saying that with this industry, man. Really, you hear the stories about the buttholes, and I, I'm sure they're out there. But, man, everybody I talk to is always willing to help or do whatever they can, whether it be, hey, I've got a, a local rider that's hurt. Can you send me a jersey or something? And everybody chips yep. in, man, and it's helpful. Yep. Love it. Yep. Um, let me back up to the Chad Reed thing. I, I had that in my notes, and yep. I, I was I forgot that was before Tickle. Um, so Ben was his main mechanic, correct? Yep, yep. So what was your position there? What were you doing? I was assistant mechanic. So okay. I had one two guys there in case fire drills or anything went down. Mm. He's like, I, you know, I want you there. You're going to help tag team the builds every Sunday. Um, I want you there on Fridays to help set the truck up. I want you to assist Ben throughout the whole day on race day. So, I mean, it was basically he had two full-time mechanics. Yeah. And you still call Ben. still call Ben is mechanic you know i mean he's the one holding the pit board and doing all that i just did a lot of the stuff you know kind of behind the scenes back of the truck changing tires and stuff like that you know okay um we hear the rumors right we hear well i don't think they're rumors we hear how difficult chad can be when testing and set up and picky um did you like that because it's you know you're you're thinking more or did was that at times a little bit a little seemed a little extra I honestly, not many people say this. I enjoyed every minute of it because I learned a lot from him. Okay. By him, by him being picky. That's, that's and pretty much everything that he said that he that he wanted or thought the bike was going to do because of the change we were making it pretty much did that. And it really it opened my eyes up to a, you know just a bunch of just different chassis stuff that I hadn't even really thought about. Wow! After all was these it, years, was right? it a pain in was it a pain in the ass putting clamps on fourteen times? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sucks. But but yeah. I mean, like I said, we we learned, and I sure I I took it, I took it great. I I loved it. Anytime you'd ask, let's get it done. You know. All right. Yeah. Well, that's I always wonder. You know, I helped Hal with the Chad Reed team the year year before, I guess, in eighteen. Yeah, in eighteen or nineteen. What I don't even remember now. When yeah, when Goose was there, I guess it was the year before, so it would have been nineteen. Um, okay. Helped out, just setting the tent up and whatever at Houston and Dallas, and then I also did the same thing in St. Louis, and I didn't really interact with Chad hardly at all, but just hanging out with Goose and the guys, and you know those guys really had a tight unit because there's a lot of work at that team. You know, Chad, oh. Chad expected uh, 
absolutely 100%, you know, and he wanted perfection. Yep, and that's but for Chad Reed, that's what you give. Yep, you know, I mean, sure. If you if it's not he demands it, but you you don't ever have to make him ask. I mean, you just you know you're there, and it's going to be a lot of work, and some days might be a pain in the ass, but you can either take it and it pisses you off that you're changing clamps, or you can be <laughs> like me and pick his brain and learn from him. Yeah, I like that. that's a good attitude. All right, yep. I got a couple more things for you before we let you go. Um, yep. So I want to ask you who, besides Chad, who is the pickiest about bike setup? Mm. Le- whether it be levers. That, I work, that I've worked for? Yeah, that you've worked for. Like levers, you know, just the little t- tedious stuff like lever position, bar bar position, whatever, stuff like that. Um, I've actually been pretty lucky. Okay. I mean, they all like their, you know, their levers in one, you know, a different spot and all that. But I've never really had somebody where every time they got on the bike, I had to damn near frame it to get it to feel right for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I will say probably the easiest one to work for was Weston. Like, you could have a bent lever and a handlebar <laughs> bent. He just rocked. That's, that seems but, to make sense. But most of the time, it's, it's because of him. Because every time he rode it, he'd bend a damn bar. <laughs> but I can remember in, in Minneapolis, he was it was snowing in uh, 18 and he had me on the back of the bike and dicking around doing donuts and stuff and ended up falling down going down to the down to the line he gets down and he's like oh my clips over that and I'm like yeah you think because <laughs> <laughs> he's a beast on that thing yeah I said if you wouldn't have been dicking around it wouldn't be bad would it that's awesome I love it um, yeah alright so you've got a school coming up in uh, at Three Palms in Conroe Texas December 12th and 13th uh, you're, you're yeah. doing, you're doing some mechanic lessons. It sounds like, or teaching some guys about, you know, maintenance and Weston's going to be there doing some stuff. Talk a little bit about yep. that. What's going on with that? Um, give us, give us the, the story. Okay. So, um, back in June, I ended up doing with Weston a riding school for an organization here. And, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of riders go to these schools and, you know, if you got a guy like Weston there, if you're a, you know, if you've ridden a bike 10 times or you're actually really good you're going to learn some stuff you know you're going to he's going to point you in a direction and you're you're probably going to get faster but a lot of these guys don't even know how to put air in their tires or know what it takes to maintain or even ride a safe bike so you know a lot of guys spend four or five hundred dollars for a weekend to come and hang out and learn everything about riding where i wanted to change it where i could be involved and actually show these guys what it you know just from general maintenance all the way up to i mean whatever you want to know if you want to see how i lube a cable and put it back on your bike i'll do it you know just to show all the little tips and tricks and you know just get people to to be a little safer in riding bikes and just more awareness because i mean it's already not safe it's not a safe sport but you got a front wheel that falls off or a fork that comes out because you're not checking stuff you know that's just stuff that shouldn't happen so what my idea idea yeah, my idea behind it was, you know, why not come out and you get to hang out with a factory, you know, a professional dirt bike rider, and you get a factory mechanic for two days that's going to, one, help you work on your machines, and two, show you how to do it. Like, I'm I'm not just telling everybody bring their bikes and I'm just going to change all your stuff for you and you're not going to watch me. Like, I'm going to come, we're going to get your hands dirty as well, and I'm going to show you what I'm doing. That'd be fun, man. Where, where can people find? And you've got another one coming up. Have you have you announced the other one officially yet at South Central? Not official, not officially, because I I just just confirmed that I'm going to have uh, Brock Tickle doing the second one. Yep. Uh, we were, I was waiting on Weston to figure out whether he was going to be in town or not for that weekend. Okay. Unfortunately, he'll be out of town, so Brock's going to step in, and so that'll be the second one. That one's at South Central MX in Edgewood, Texas, December 19th and 20th, and. 
I mean, my, my whole goal here is I'm, I'm trying to build a sprinter, have, you know, everything that I need in it to just be basically a mobile workshop. And I, I want to take this thing nationwide and, I mean, trying to find tracks that want to host an event and get 20 to 30 riders, and I'll bring, the, I'll bring it all to you. Yeah, I think I think with especially just with the names, you know, a Brock Tickle and a Weston Pike draws some people in. Um, so yeah, I think you're going to do. I, I would think you'll get a lot of people that want to be involved in this. Um, yeah, especially once. Yeah, we, I, 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 what's that? I would say once, especially once it start the word starts getting out. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I reached out to a couple of my contacts, like sponsorship wise. Like I, I got a hold of Motion Pro because I like using their tools with doing suspension and stuff like that. They they stepped up. They're they're gonna help me out. Dunlop just sent me a bunch of tires to. I'm gonna show people you know how I change tires and stuff like that. And cool. Fuel clothing is gonna throw in on you know some swag bag stuff and Pro Taper is gonna do you know some product whatever I need for the bikes for the training as well. So just trying to get you know I'm I'm not asking for a lot. I sure. Just, I want everybody to get. I basically want it to be factory for a day. You know like I want everybody to come in and get that factory experience even though it's not a big rig. I still want everything, you know, nice table, big tent, you know, everything where you, it, it feels exclusive, you know? Yeah, people will love that, man. I think that's a great idea. Uh, like I told you on text, South Central is about an hour from me. I, I ride there quite a bit. They just had okay. a, a cool race right before Halloween that Jason Anderson put on out there. It's a, it's a really yep. cool facility. Uh, it's come a long way in the last couple of years. And then South Central is just, I mean, it's pretty legendary as far as I'm concerned in Texas. That's, those are two great places. Three Palms, I mean, Three Palms is uh, fantastic. So you got, yeah, well, you pick some great facilities. Yeah, and the nice part was, so I, Hal got me hooked up with this Three Palms place. I've been talking to this guy, and as soon as I confirmed and announced this one, then Rich from South Central, I knew him from back in California. Yep. He hit me up. He's like, dude, I want to host some of your schools. I'm like, well, let's, let's make it work. He goes, what, what weekend works for you? He goes, you tell me when you want to be here, and I'll make it work. Yeah, he's so good he's people. Been, he's been, yeah, he's been great. So I'm trying to obviously be in different states and different tracks, but if I can keep filling these rosters at some of the same tracks, I mean, obviously if there's 80 people that want to do one of these in Texas, I'm not going to leave Texas. I'll do a couple schools. I love it, man. So how can people find yeah. out about it and get all the info? Um, all the info right now is at uh, www.themotomedic1.com. That's my website. I just started. Don't tear it apart quite yet it's my first website i've ever built so yeah. i'm still trying to still trying to learn but it, it's functional it's got all the information on there you can rsvp um it's got some information about myself and the schools and what i'm trying to do um so yeah just trying to trying to take this thing nationwide and you know get some people to, you know just get them safe and get them to learn some, some new stuff on a bus i think that's a great idea tell me that email our website again the moto medic was it the moto medic the moto medic one one the, the number one yeah okay cool yeah we'll try to promote that a little bit and uh i'm definitely gonna make my way over to the one at south central and i may try to come down to the one at three palms maybe just yeah, crash at house come, come crash at hell's house or something yeah. come on down and i mean if you want to you want to do i mean even some live podcast stuff down there yeah. from some of the riders or from weston and i or brock and i i mean whatever you want to do just let us know we're open for whatever awesome yeah and i will tell anybody that signs up for the one at uh three palms you, you got to be ready. Weston will bust your balls. He's going to make fun of you because that's the kind of guy he is, but he's going to do it out of fun because I, I did uh, the makeup to mud thing at Cycle Ranch with him a couple, maybe a year and a half ago. And okay. I, I decided to sign up for like learn how to jump with Weston. And I feel like you yep. know, I've been riding since I was a kid. I, I know how to jump. I'm not, by no means am I a, a rider. I'm just a 
I'm an average rider. But, man, no matter yeah. what I did, Weston told me I was doing it wrong. He's like, yeah, you suck. Do it again. <laughs> well, that's one thing that's really nice with him. So when we did this other school back in June with him, he'll, you know, he'll tell you how it is. I mean, yeah. you come in there to learn. If you're not doing it right, he'll pull you off the side of the track and tell you you're not doing it right. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. You know, he was giving me crap, and I was like, dude, you just quit busting my balls. And then about, I guess, a year later at the same track, at literally the same jump, I made a huge mistake. I was riding Damon Bradshaw's bike, and I overjumped, went over the bars, broke four ribs, punctured along. Oh, um, that's not good. No, and it was just a brain fart that caused it. But it's just weird that it was literally in the same spot that Weston was trying to teach me how to jump. <laughs> of so, course. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, well, Travis, man, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, look forward to seeing you at one of these events, and I appreciate you coming on, man. No, no problem. If you got need anything else out of me, go ahead and reach out, and um, look forward to having you come to some of the classes. And hopefully, we can keep filling them up and keep this thing on the road. Sounds good, man. Travis, you have a good night. We're going to get Weston on. Thank you. Talk right. to you later. See you, bud. Yep. Bye. All right, thanks, Travis Sewells, for coming on. Uh, we'll try to post some of those that info, repost on our Instagram. So check it out if you guys are in the area. I think it'd be a good time, and you'll learn something. All right, let's take our last commercial break, and we'll be back with Weston. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com Okay, that's better not good, but better Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto Pod show for 2021 What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, 
Bastion Tiles Hockey, CLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. All right, our next guest, as promised, brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. They kill it every year. They came out with the Fly Formula last year, the Fly Formula CC this year. The light gear with the bow on the front this year is second to none. And tonight, Fly Racing brings brings us one of their own, Weston Pike. What's up, dude? Yo, how you doing? Doing good, man. Great to talk to you. Um, before we get to the school in Conroe, just want to kind of catch up with you, man. What have you been up to lately? How are things going? Oh, man, just been uh, just busy like usual. Um, just been uh, doing our last set of ride days with uh, Fly and WPS and, and the whole crew. Um, actually, out here in Florida right now, um, getting ready to do our last ride day and um, up in Waldo, Florida. Yeah. So just uh, getting rolling with that and, uh, you know, busy with that. And then I'm also... Um, actually moving to Boise next year, about um, April, March, April. So just trying to get things uh, sorted out with that. Okay. It's been gonna, a pretty busy couple months. You going to move up there as far, part of WPS stuff or, or what? Yeah, I mean, we got some stuff in the works. Um, okay. Just trying to figure it out right now. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, too, you know, I just kind of want to get out of California and, and uh, just start something different. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, more or less, uh, I've been in California for – 29 years and it's about time to, to get the hell out of there and and uh get 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 rid of that out of my head so yeah you've never been a cali guy <clears throat> yeah i mean I, I i enjoy it you know we get to you know you get to go to the river go to the desert and you know you go to the ocean you know snowboard so you got you got tons of stuff there but you know just kind of uh you know the population is getting a little bit over overkill and you know you, you really just you can't do anything anymore without waiting hours you know, sure. to get from from here and there so how, how do you like these ride days? Uh, I got to hang out with you at the Makeup to Mud thing, but the ride days with, like, Bradshaw, and I know JT shows up every once in a while. Uh, how are those, interacting with the fans, you know, you know and, and getting to spend time with the the Fly Racing family and all that good stuff? Yeah, no, I enjoy it, man. You know, we get a lot of good feedback from it. Um, you know, we're getting, you know, multiple hundreds of people showing up to the ride days and, you know, more or less just getting back to the, to the sticks, man. You know, just get on a dirt bike ride and, you know, enjoying time. Um, you know, being outside, you know, not being cooped up inside, especially now with the uh, COVID, you know, so it kind of, you know, brings more awareness and, you know, gets people outside and, you know, enjoy the time. But, you know, we have a good time. I mean, we get a, like I said, we get a lot of attention. You know, we come out here, we meet some dealers and, uh, you know, make our rounds and, and uh, you know, make it worth it. And, you know, I, I enjoy it, man. It's, it's a definitely a good transition for me and, you know, me, Bradshaw and Bob. Yeah. You know, we get to, you know, we get to enjoy it. You know, we get to ride and, you know, we get a lot of fans out and a lot of, um, you know, good return from it. So it all, uh, you know, it all makes it worth it at the end of the day. Absolutely. I, I, you don't know how happy I am to see that you're still staying involved. And I was just telling Travis Sewell's man, like, you know, with the, the, the horrible thing that happened to you, you're still in such great spirits and still seem to love to get out there and ride a little bit when you can. And like, I, I love it, man. I just, I'm glad that things could have went a lot <clears throat> worse, dude. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm a, I'm the kind of person, you know, I've, I mean, did I, I'm, uh, I always look and look in the, look in the head, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, what I've been trained to do, you know, with racing. So, you know, you can't just let, um, you know, an injury, you know, hold you back. You know, you got to always be looking at the next, uh, the next option in life. And, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at is just kind of keep on moving forward and, 
and making the best of it and not really looking back and just pushing through and pushing through. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing now is working with uh, Fly and uh, Western Power Sports and just kind of uh, making the best of it and enjoying my time and you know, yeah. doing what I love to do. That's awesome, man. And I saw, I've seen that on your social media you've got to do some stuff that you – other things you like to do that if you were still racing, you probably wouldn't have time, like ride the road bike and do some trips on that and driving the vet around. I mean, that's – talk about that, man. How's the, the – what was the trip you did on the road bike? Um, we did uh, Sturges. Um, oh, okay. We did Sturges. So my, you know, that was something I've always wanted to do for forever. You know, I just, I never had, I never had time because we we're racing, you yep. know, outdoors during that time. So, you know, I had time because it was always during that week off. But, you know, it's just, it's not flyable to be able to hop on a bike and ride, you know, multiple thousands of miles and then get there and all week, you know, hanging and doing all that. You know, just kind of would put you in a in a shitty spot, you know, to show up the next weekend and race. So <laughs> I never got to do that. So yeah. we. Um, you know, we had a great time, you know, a few, there was about six of us that rolled out from Boise, <clears throat> you know, drove to, um, you know, Red Lodge, Montana or Wyoming, one of those things, you know, we did a bunch of cool shoots with, uh, Highway 21 and, um, you know, just got some good stuff down. And then, you know, we buzzed off to, um, Sturgis, hung out there for about four or five days and then, um, you know, ripped back, you know, back, back to Boise and, uh, had a good ride. You know, I really enjoyed it. It was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was really, uh, you know, life changing, you know, just to be able to cruise across the country and, and check out all the, you know, the badass rides and the trails and the scenery and all that. Absolutely, man. That's, I'm glad you got to do that. That's, that looked like a lot of fun, man. That bike is sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, something I was, uh, you know, I wanted to do, I kind of wanted to build, you know, something different yeah. than what I had, you know, the typical, you know, white black bike, you know, I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go, you know, matte red and, and uh, just do something different with it. So I think it came out pretty well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's sick. Um, hey, I just got a text from uh, Fully, and he says to tell you you're a big homo. So next time you see him, Fully from a Cherubis. Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. Just next time you see him, just. That's you know. right. I was going to say, um, he's in, I think he's in Boise too. He uh, is. He's going to have yep. to deal with me when I get there. So. Yeah, yeah. He, I know he hangs out and does a lot with, uh, with Lowry, Bob. So they're, they're yeah, big buddies. Yeah. Um, yep, I'll be there sooner than later to piss everybody off. I'm pretty sure. Well, make sure you smack <laughs> smack fully around a little bit. Yeah, give him a give him a good little whack. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you about the school you're doing, December 12th and 13th with Sewell's. We just had him on. Uh, before I do, I got to give you a little story that. Okay, so at the Makeup to Mud event, you were giving me a lot of shit about my jumping ability, which wasn't I'm not great, but you you gave me a lot of crap. Um, about a year later at the WPS ride day there, I was riding Damon's Yamaha and over jumped that little wall jump into the step up and dude, ate shit, broke four ribs, punctured along. Uh, yeah. In the exact same spot where you're telling me how bad I was. Oh, shit. That's a bummer to hear that. I didn't yeah. know you did that. Oh, it was ugly, dude. It's uh, There's there's great audio. Mathis has used it because, I, I, dude, I honestly, I thought I was going to die. I could not breathe forever, and it it's yeah. it sucked. But everybody that knows, hears this show knows about it, so we'll we'll move on. It was bad. But um, what made you want to get involved with this class, this school with uh, Souls? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've always had interest in doing uh, – you know, just kind of giving back to the sport and, you know, helping people that, you know, that need help, you know, that are, that are struggling with certain things, you know, they're just learning to ride or they've been riding and they've kind of been, you know, hung up a little bit on, on moving forward with progression. So, you know, um, me and, uh, I did a couple of schools last year, 
um, some supercross schools and stuff, but that was kind of more of a niche market, you know, with, with going into um, Monster Cup and, and so on. But, um, you know, from that, you know, I was kind of just kind of held off. You know, I know I can throw some schools together, but I really wasn't in the position. I was, you know, busy with my business in California. And, yeah. Um, you know, so I kind of, um, you know, then, then I went and did a, um, I went to a school in uh, I think Kansas, Kentucky or Kansas, and, um, you know, I did that for, uh, you know, the veterans and all that stuff with uh, with Travis Souls actually. So we did a school there, and then he was kind of wanting to put some stuff together, and he's like, hey, let's do a school, you know, uh, let's get it going out. So we can, we've been talking about it for, you know, about three or four months now, and then I think, you know, obviously now it finally came together. So, you know, I'm kind of excited, you know, to get out and, you know, help out the people that, um, you know, for me, it's, for me, I think I can help people that are more, um, you know, in the base stage of their, in their riding skills, you know, kind of just help with the basic skills of, of the fundamentals of riding, you know, jumping, turning, braking, body position, yeah. you know, how to, how to jump, et cetera, like that. So kind of that's, that's kind of more of what I think I can benefit, you know, with people and help them more is, is just teaching them how to properly ride a motorcycle, you know, and feel comfortable doing it and not being, you know, like an out-of-body experience, you know, they just, you know, get them more comfortable and, and guide them in the right direction of, you know, what to work on and, and, and so on. So, so that's kind of where, where I, you know, I kind of want to direct towards is something like that. I don't really, you know, care to work with, you know, guys that are pros and, and, you know, think they already know what they know (laughs) and all that stuff. So, you know, I don't, I don't have patience for that. You know, it's more or less like, you know, you're either going to take my advice or not, you know, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, I think I can, you know, I think would benefit more from helping people that actually want to learn and, and are willing to change what they're already doing, you know, from my knowledge that I can give them. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, um, I don't know if you saw the social media post that Rhino put up. Uh, like, I think it might have been the Friday before the Glen Hill and Vet Worlds. Guy out there, a vet rider, Friday, you know, open practice, got killed. Um, and Rhino kind of had a little bit of a rant about people, and this hit home for me, people that my age, vets, that just say, oh, I don't need any lessons. I already know all I, I, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I, I know all I'm going to ever learn. I, I, my, that was my belief that <clears> – <throat> I've been doing this. I'm 45 years old. I don't feel like I could ever get any better than I am. I'm just, this is as good as I'm ever going to be. But Rhino had this rant that you need to learn technique. You need to learn all these proper things. Just because you think you know this stuff, you probably don't know it properly. And it could save your life. Um, And like his rant, although it was a little crazy the way he worded it, hit home to me that he's right. Like I'm, I ride faster than I'm really capable of ability wise, which is why I got hurt. You know, I've been hurt numerous times, numerous punctured lungs, numerous broke collarbones, because I think I can do what I'm doing, but maybe I don't have all, I know I don't have the technique down. Like I, I don't ride with my fingers on the brake lever because it's not comfortable to me. I know I don't do things properly and taking a school from somebody like you could teach me those things. If I would take the time to, to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I didn't hear his rant and all that stuff, but you know, Rhino's, you know, he's pretty smart and he's been doing it for a while, yeah. you know? So, but the, yeah, the thing is it comes down to that, you know, you know, you know, vet riders that, you know, just want to be, you know, stubborn and think they've already got it figured out. It's, it's, it's like, Hey man, you know, it's, we're not trying to change what you do. You can keep going the same speed, but let's just make you better at what you do at that same speed. Let's, let's make you a safer rider. You know, let's touch up a few things here yeah. and there. Let's adjust a few things and, and let's make it easier for you and safer for you at the end of the day, you know, cause I, I, you know, it's just like me, I go to a practice track and, you know, you ride with vet riders and you ride with, 
amateurs and you ride with everybody. It's just like, you know, when you're passing these people, they don't know actually how to ride because they don't know how to hold their line. They don't know sure. when to properly brake. They don't know how to jump. They don't know how to jump straight. So it's all those little things that, that, you know, people forget about. They just think that they're out there by themselves riding and they can, they can, you know, be in any single lane whenever they want and cross the track. It's like, you know, that's what gets people hurt and that's what causes crashes because people don't actually realize what they're doing when they're riding and they need to understand, you know, where they're at, you know, understand their area around them and who else is on the track. And that comes with, you know, being able to have that sense of, of someone coming up behind you, hold your line, stick your line, you know, don't cross jump, don't go from left to right. You know, all those little things, you know, that make a big difference that people just really don't, you know, take into place when they're riding. You know, they're just yep. out there having a good time. They're not thinking about it. You know, where some of the things, you know, people need to actually be like, oh, shit, you know, I, I, I'm doing that a lot. I need to work on this, you know. So that's kind of a lot of things, you know, it's easy to work on. It's an easy, it's an easy quick switch, you know, to, uh, you know, to get someone in a different mindset of being able to how to properly ride, so... Well, I, I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm going to do my best to get to the one that you'll be at down there in Houston. Uh, the, the other one that he just announced at South Central with Brock Tickle, that's an hour from me, so that one would be easy to make. But I'm going to do my best to get down there and uh, check it out, and I hope people get involved. And uh, I told you I wouldn't keep you too long, so it's always great talking to you. But, uh, Weston, thanks for coming on with us for a little bit. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, bud. We'll, hopefully we'll see you soon, and uh, take care. All right, sounds good. Thank right, you, all right, thanks again to Weston. Uh, yeah, so it's a quick show tonight, guys. I know, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, even if you guys are not in the Texas area, you know, keep an eye out for some of these schools or maybe find some other schools. But I think it'd be a cool thing, and it's going to be fun, dude. I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out with Weston or Brock Tickle for a day and learn some tips from some of the best riders in the world, right? I mean, that I don't know. I think it's cool as hell. So uh, I'm going to try to get involved. And other than that, guys, I want to thank Acherby's USA Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, X Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. I should be getting my new helmet from Kirk any day now. I cannot wait. I'll post that thing up. Other than that, guys, uh, next week we're not going to do a show. It's Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. What I am going to do is repost show 100. I've said many times that's one of my favorite shows. Uh, Cooper Webb, Jeremy McGrath, Steve Mathis, Diana Dahlgren. I feel like somebody else was on that show. I've got to pull it and find out. And I don't even remember. That was back when the studio was at TJ's house. Muscle Mark, I think, was on the show then. So um, I'm looking forward to going back myself and hearing that show again, hearing how things have evolved. Uh, in the last, what are we at, 79 shows, I suppose, plus all the other stuff we've done. So, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Check it out. Uh, if there's anything else, I'll post on social, social. I cannot talk tonight, boys. Social media. Other than that, we're out of here. Thanks again.